Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That episode. I'm Victoria. And I'm Trev. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 25 of Grey's Anatomy, titled Didn't We Almost Have It All, which aired on May 17th, 2007. I love this episode. This is such a good one. Such a banger. It's such a iconic Christina episode for obvious reasons that we will get into. But it, there's there really is something for everyone in this episode, I feel like. I was going to say the same thing. I feel like every ship has a moment in this yeah, episode. Yeah, even the ones I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, even the background characters have, like, major moments. Like, we see Addison really grapple with this concept of, like, patient confidentiality versus, like, her allegiance to Richard. And she's just working really hard not to, like, cross any borders. Like she And any boundaries. Wanna... Yeah, like... She's fighting for her life. And then, like, Christina and Meredith have so many powerful moments as friends. Uh, but, like, we see Meredith as a caretaker in this episode. I'm 100%, really going to go off. 100%. And I... It's so rare that we do see that. So when we, it does come out, it really... It makes me so happy. Especially when she's taking care of Christina. Because I feel like a lot of the times... Even when they're both going through something, even when they're both like, like during the the plane crash, which I'm sure we'll talk about eventually, or like the shooting or any of the big emotional things, a lot of the times it comes down to kind of Christina kicking Meredith in the ass and taking care of her a little bit more. I feel like in the major emotional moments, like the number one thing that I think of when I think of Meredith and Christina is... Owen getting shot in the shoulder and Derek getting shot in the chest and Meredith operating on Owen and literally having a miscarriage while she's saving Owen and Christina operating at gunpoint on Derek. It's just like... Like, I'm getting chills just talking about it. And it's not about the men. It's not. It's literally about each other. Uh, I, Uh, I just love them so much. And, like, there's so many... And we'll talk about it when we get there, but the scene at the end... Like, right before Christina's going to walk out and she's like, talk to me like how I would talk to you. And it's just like, that's a, it's a classic thing. Yeah. Anyone who has a best friend has had that moment. Yeah. And like, I just, it's a really good episode for the two of them on top of just like being a really well-rounded episode in general. Like, oh, yeah, I I can't wait to get to that part. But let's start from the beginning. (laughs) Okay. So this is the finale of the third season of Grey's. Um, So that's important to know. And like, just to give like a kind of a quick summary in case anybody hasn't been watching along with us, this is Christina and Burke's wedding day. So Christina is like obsessed with wanting to like be avoidant. Of course, she's Christina. So she's like trying every little thing to like get involved at the hospital. But everyone's like, can you fuck off? Like it's literally your wedding day. (laughs) It's not happening. Um, And then Richard has a major moment in the hospital when he finds out that his wife is in the hospital and he doesn't know why. Um, So everyone's kind of working around that a little bit. The episode before this is also very good. It's an these are episodes Mm -hmm. that really make me empathize with Richard a lot and I because I do I think he's at his best when he's with Adele and that's not to say eventually I don't love um 
Catherine. Catherine, because I really... Again, I think Richard is at his best when he's with a partner, weirdly enough. I think he kind of needs that balance. And I would even consider Bailey in that as, like, a work partner, because they do ground each other a lot. Which is why when you see him and whoever he's partnered up with not getting along, it's, like, really hard to it's sit through. It's because it's just uncomfortable, because it's... You know he's not going to be at his best if he's not with another person who's pushing him. And, I mean, that goes right. for a lot of these characters. I think Meredith and Christina are another good example of that, where when they're together or pushing each other or even just, like, on good terms, they're better. Mm-hmm. So I... Yeah, the episode before this is really good, and it's really sad, like, scary when, like, he finds Adele in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, this is a interesting... Like, the Addison Adele Richard in this episode is really interesting because Addison's tr- so she's just trying her best. Yeah. And like she's it's truly a rock in a hard place. Yeah. Um so basically we kick off with Richard kind of hassling Addison to figure <laughs> out why the fuck she's in the hospital. Like Addison rushes in to the trauma center where Adele is. And Richard's like, I found her like this. I don't know what's going on. She lost a lot of blood. Why is she here? I don't even know why she was at the hospital. And Addison, like, can't really disclose it. So she's, like, she's fighting for her life as far as, like, not disclosing patient info. But at the same time, she feels like she has, she has, like, some, like, level of. Responsibility to Richard, too. Yeah. Because, like, it's almost like especially because the relationship she has with these people, she knows Adele wouldn't really be mad at Addison if she told Richard. She understands that, like, legally, nothing would come of it. But still, it's like, that's not your job to tell this estranged woman's husband that she's pregnant with possibly another man's baby. As far as you know, another man's baby. Yeah. Because you know she hasn't told him yet, obviously. And then you also have this other pregnancy storyline going on with Rita. Oh, my God, wait. They... Rena and they fucking throw you in the deep end sometimes with this patient drama. Oh, like you're yeah. in it. All of a sudden you're just like, holy shit, like she has babies and they need to save her, but like her heart is tearing. Like, yeah, like what the fuck? And then we need to like she might not make it, but her babies might make it, or the other way around. And this is another the- thing. This is just like an a show like Grey's is so it's it's not difficult, but it's interesting to cover in this kind of format that we're doing for the podcast. Because so many of the episodes are so deeply intertwined. So it is interesting to kind of just throw you into the deep end, like you said, with like the start of an episode like this, where it's like, oh, yeah, if you're just watching this episode cold and haven't watched Grey's or aren't currently watching Grey's and you get to this episode, it's kind of jarring to be like, why is there gay boys here? One of them owns a bar, the bar from the first episode and all the other episodes where they're at the bar. Also, this teenage girl has two babies now. And also, these climbers have, oh like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Hypothermia, and one of them has an axe in their head, and they What's think that going the on? other... <laughs> so, it's, like, it's really fun. I, I think about that sometimes where it's, like, obviously, you and I have, like, watched Grey's more times than we can count. So, for us, it's not hard to just kind of watch a random episode. But I was thinking, because I know people who... Like, I have friends who listen to the podcast who don't watch Grey's, had ne- had never watched Glee either, had never watched Grey's now, and they're just like, yeah, we just kind of, sometimes it's just, you just go with it. I don't know what wow. the fuck is going on, but it's funny. It's wild. Wow. Which yeah. is like, I think I it's hard for me to step back and be like, oh, like, what the fuck does this sound like to someone who doesn't know what we're saying? <laughs> it must wow. be like gibberish. Yeah, it must be. But... 
Okay, so coming back to um, uh, the other patient, Rena. Yes. So they're talking about how, like, the heart is an organ and everyone's pagers goes off, but Christina's doesn't go off. She's like, mine didn't go off, you piece of crap. Yeah, she's so, mad because this is her bachelorette party, quote unquote. She's so excited and everyone's, like, talking and, you know, getting excited for the... First of all, the party later on, but also talking about how excited they are for the surgery. And Meredith's like, Christina, like, I don't get, what is she talking about? She's talking about Derek. And then there's some, at one point, Christina's just like, my wedding's about you. Yeah. I also just like, this is another part of this episode that really works for me is I just like when they're normal people. Yeah. As much as, as much as I love the crazy medical shit and patient drama, I do like when it's just, like, a group of them hanging out very casually. So, like, I like the bachelorette party scene because it's fun to see Callie and Christina just kind of being friends. And Izzy and Meredith are there. And Izzy, and Meredith's in, like, a weirdly good mood. And they're all just kind of, like, teasing each other and, like, teasing Christina. And it's it's just very normal. Yeah. Especially in a show like this that is so heightened all the time. Those scenes stand out even more now yeah when you're like oh my god this teenager who's pregnant with twins his heart is exploding the the chief's wife is maybe has is having some horrible like miscarriage like threatening situ- situation yeah. yeah situation and then they're just like boom bachelorette party and you're like it like shell shocks you <laughs> yeah and you're and but then they talk about stuff and you're like, boy, these aren't just like happy go lucky like TV show characters on a sitcom. No. Like Meredith's like Christina, no matter what happens, you are walking down that aisle because you Need- getting married to Burke means that people like me can be happy. Yeah, and people like us can be happy because it's like it shows that they really are these twisted like yeah, they're depressed, fucked up. Kind of they're fucked up individuals. And Christina's like, yes, my wedding's all about you. Don't worry. <laughs> Which um, like for me, I'm like would make it easier to do. For me, it would make it harder because it's like my friend is like pressuring me because she wants to see that I can have a normal, happy relationship. Which is so, again, it's just them being so relatable and being like, yeah. look, if you're not going to do it for you, you're going to do it for me. But God damn it. Yeah. And Christina's just like, oh, fuck. Okay. And I uh, I will say I the patient drama in this episode is so good. And I love the really team. Good. And I like love Adele. The mm-hmm. climbers... That sh- is that such storyline, good shit. That is one of the best patient dramas it's that so they've had. It's so fucking good. It's so it feels like Law and Order kind of. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like really. They're like, well, serious. don't worry. Derek is like, don't worry. The you guys can talk to the police if you're not oh. going to tell me the truth. Then you guys can just talk to the police. Derek They're on is their way. on one in this episode. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I. I really... He means business in this shit. And also, I always like when they do interesting editing stuff like this because you have the chief race being edited in and out like every other scene more or less and like slowly but surely throughout the episode you're finding out who's not getting the job Mm -hmm. and how their reactions which prove why they shouldn't get the job and i just i really really like how this episode is formatted i think it really stands out for me it's really good because okay so cutting back to the hospital like you said Bailey basically tells Derek and Mark that the fourth climber has stabilized. Yeah, they found like his him. His vitals were all over the place. They thought he was just long gone and thought he was dead, but they found him and he's stabilized. And the other climbers 
are like oh shit you can tell that they're like oh shit yeah fuck he wasn't supposed to get found so you start wondering what the fuck happened on that mountain and that's what mark says mark literally says what happened yeah, on that goddamn it's mountain just like because it's like a whodunit the timer has an axe in his head it's a whodunit on top of a medical drama and that's the sh- that's such a recipe for a good episode Literally. And then, so after we find out about the fourth climber, it jumps back to Adele and Richard talking about uh, the possibility of uterine cancer because of the family history. And, like, we know from Richard's niece, who we see in the prom episode in season two, like, it runs in the family and everything like that. And, like, they, Addison and Richard kind of go at it a little bit. And Richard's like, that's still my wife. We're still legally married. He has a right to know. Which is, like, fair because it's, like, it's a weird loophole because it's, like, I get, I guess he's right because, like, say she goes into a coma, he needs to have all the information to make the correct medical decision for her. But it's also, like, mm, you're not together. Like, you're you're known not to be together right now. So then Addison eventually mentions, tells him about the pregnancy and how this could be a miscarriage. And it's just, like, He's, like, uh, we may be separated, but we're still legally married and I need to know right now. Yeah, and it's, like, Addison is true. It's such a hard space for her to be in yeah. because there's just, like, no right answer. That, like, she's she has no reason not to tell him other than right. her gut and, like, her personal beliefs. And, like, that's not good enough at this point. Right. So we need to talk about one thing that Mark as chief of surgery would have been a joke. Uh, Even though I love him. I think there's a random episode where he is chief because he's like interim chief later on. Ridiculous. In like season seven or eight or something like that, he's interim chief. And it's just like, girl, get a grip. It's so, this is laughable. Yeah. But Addison is literally one of the ultimates on this show. Like, I love every episode that she is in. I love every action that she takes. I like every word she speaks. I just love her and support her. Everything she does, it works for me. Correct. Correct. And that's why she got a spinoff. Exactly. Exactly. She just is that girl. I do like what Richard says to Mark, though, about why he, like, how he did make everyone fight harder. Mm -hmm. Because that's a good person to have in a race like that because you don't want people to just kind of be like okay like half-heartedly no mark throwing his hat in the race riled everybody else up yeah and i like that like that's just yeah. but that's always kind of what mark does mark just likes to get people excited yeah i mean pff- <laughs> i'm not gonna say nothing but <laughs> listen to okay. the, uh, tony's watching gray's right now uh-huh. And just got to the episode where Mark is introduced. Oh, my and God. And texted me and was like, bitch. I was like, I know. I know. Don't get me started. I know. Oh, I was like, Mark. I don't even. I can't even talk about it. Eric Dane. So hot. He's so hot. He's so good. He is very handsome. Okay. Anyway, so the yeah. interns, the interns arrive in the ER um basically burke is like she has a tear in her aorta we gotta we gotta fix it and addison's like well we need to take the babies out (laughs) um and everyone's like um sir don't you have a wedding to be at so burke's like christina don't worry like i'll make it to the chapel and christina's like excuse me you have an aorta dissection and you're not gonna she wants into that surgery so So badly she doesn't even care about the wedding she's just like i want to be in that surgery everyone being like don't worry he'll make it she's like i don't fucking care I want to touch someone's heart. Yeah. I love her. So Yeah, I love her so much. Um, And then 
Derek and Meredith have this annoying ass scene. Yeah, basically. I don't like this. It's they're weird in this episode. They're being weird in this episode. They're being extra. Um, it's just more bullshit from them. Yeah, it's just like basically Meredith feels like Derek is being overly possessive. Or like something like that. Like she, I don't even know what. Why is she so bothered? She's like I don't know what they're. I, I like I'm truly I, trying to rack my brain because it has been a while since I've done a proper rewatch, especially of season the early seasons. I'm yeah. like genuinely trying to think about like what they're going through at this point, and it's I just like I don't even remember. Is it more of just like her she's being standoffish suicidal? and he's needy? No, no, she's standoffish. She's standoffish and he's neat and she feels like he's being needy because he goes to Joe's and flirts with some lady and Meredith's like, well, what, what? And what about you it? Me- like, what- <laughs> why are you telling me this for what? <laughs> like, <laughs> and- <laughs> it's so weird. If so- oh, bitch. I would be fucked up if someone did that. He's like, you should be worried that it was the highlight of my week. And she's like, okay, please. You should be worried that I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, how about you get a grip, you fucking nerd? Oh, my God. So weird. But, like, oh, mm. yeah, he's such a dick in this episode. And, like, they're both weird. It's just, again, classic miscommunication for the okay. sake of it. Do you, do you feel, like, more on Derek's side on this or on Meredith's side on this? Well, generally, I am Meredith in this situation. So, <laughs> uh, I tend to lean more there, even though I know it's wrong. Mm. Like, I think they're both wrong, again, for different reasons. Yeah. Where Meredith again, needs to just speak to him. And Derek needs to understand that Meredith isn't always going to want to speak to him about what's going on with her. I think they're both wrong, too. I think Derek should have just been like, I'm not getting what I need out of this relationship emotionally. It's not stimulating enough for me. Yeah. So I flirted with someone last night, and I think that we should have an open relationship if you're not going to... 100%. And it's if also... you can't give me what I need. And it's also just like... And I think Meredith should not have been like... <clears throat> So standoffish. Like, yeah, just she tell just him is... how you're... Like, if he's being too needy, communicate that. Or, like, yeah, which if he's is fine. doing the... Um, it's like, okay yeah. to say, hey, I need... I, I love you. I want to be with you. But I do need my own personal space. Like, I need time by myself. Especially, like, the context of her childhood. Being an only child. Having an, a domineering mother who she never feels like she's, like, living up to. Like, she's very independent. To the point where it's a detriment yeah. to her. So it's like, I, I understand where she's coming from because I'm the same way. So it's like, tell him you need space and that you need time alone sometimes. And that you want to be with him and all this and like, whatever. Like, there's a way for them to both get what they want while still being together. It's just they're both really bad at communicating it. Right. Which is stupid. It's like, you're both adults. Right. It's There's no reason for you to be acting like this. Definitely not, but they, I think they realize that a little bit later, but right now. Yeah, I mean, eventually kind of, I think they get there, yeah. but it's just so yeah. silly. It's such a, it's such a common thing in their relationship too. It's like, that's always their main issue is like. Yeah, Derek always needs her and Meredith never needs him. Yeah, and then Derek gets and mad. And it because, makes him upset. Yeah, because she doesn't need him or she thinks she, she doesn't, doesn't need, need anybody. Yeah. yeah, she, she pushes everyone away. She, she's, she's obsessed with self-sufficiency. It kind of happens yeah. when you're like 
kind of like on your own as a child. Yeah. When you're, if you you're feel... like a latchkey kid or just like any of that shit, it's like. Well, I mean, just think about it. Her her mom, her dad was pretty much non-existent. Her mom was always at the hospital showing off like, you know, what a good surgeon she is, how capable she is and all this other yeah, shit. She just... And how she's a single woman or so Meredith thought, like just kind of fighting for her career and her success and doing her own thing. So Meredith sees her number one example is her mom going out there as an independent woman, making a living and a name for herself and building this amazing reputation, winning awards and developing all kinds of groundbreaking strategies. Mm -hmm. But also she as a child really had no one to rely on. Kind of like Richard said in last week's episode that we talked about how she had no one in her corner, like defending her or protecting her. And we even see a little bit of that in this episode later on when her and Adele are talking and Adele says, she's like, uh, I, I, you spent a lot of my time. My husband used to flirt with your father. Or your like, mother, so I watched you. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's just like... Meredith makes sense to me in yeah. a way that... Like, so does Derek, but I have to work harder to understand where Derek is coming from. Where I innately am like, me too, Meredith. I get it. <sighs> same, same boat. So I, I like... I err on the side of under, of her, but, like, I understand they're both, again, they're both wrong. Right. Neither of them okay. are doing he- a healthy relationship. Correct. This is not the healthiest relationship moment for them. No. So Derek basically tells the other three climbers, what the fuck happened? <laughs> we found the other guy. He has an axe in his head. Tell me right now. And the they all start freaking out. And telling him these lies that... Yeah, this, like, weird story. We were falling, and he tried to catch the rock, but he slipped, so we threw the axe, and it hit him in the head, and we thought he was dead, so we left him behind, and it was just an accident. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, like, them telling that story, if you didn't know what we find out, it's like, okay, like, that's... That could be that could happen. I don't know. I've never been on a mountain. You know what I mean? Like, that, so... But Derek is very suspicious. You can tell by the the way he... He walks away from that conversation being like, no. Yeah. They're all, everyone, like, the doctors are all suspicious no matter, at the beginning, like, no matter what. Because they're just like, this is just weird. It's like, and then eventually we see him in surgery. Yeah. And then he's like, the axe was not put there by accident. No, because it comes out so cleanly. Yeah. And then it's like. So, "Mm -mm -mm." yeah. Okay. And then Adele comes back to life. She's like, I'm I'm here. And. How you doing? (laughs) Um, she's basically like, I need you to understand that something has happened and you're not going to be happy about it, basically. Yeah. And Addison's like, both of you need to prepare yourselves. I did an ultrasound and there's a heartbeat, but it's slower than, than I would hope. Meaning like something's wrong with the baby. Yeah. And... Like, but she still has to have the other surgery before she can even do anything about this. So she's like, so Adele and Richard have a really interesting scene where he's kind of like, why didn't you tell me? Like, I'm still your husband. Like, da 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 da. Like, we we should have this kind of communication. And she's like, well, you wouldn't have congratulated me. Still, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you don't want to know what happens in five minutes in this episode, um, <laughs> like she's not telling him that it's his baby. Right. When she could have, and but I, it's also just like that opens up a whole other can of worms. So it's like he thinks that 
it's another man's baby and he's like not even i mean he's hurt but he's not upset or anything like that so it's, it's a really interesting dynamic because, between the two and of I them think he feels like he doesn't have the right to be upset because he cheated on her so much exactly and she at least did this when they weren't together, together. technically so it's like period yeah. Not that he, she was right anyway. We don't support cheaters on this show. Yeah. Except for Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what about all the L word women? Listen. What about every I, character in the L word from what I know? I don't support Bet cheating on Tina, but I support every other aspect of their relationship. <laughs> except for when <laughs> Tina tried to give her new boyfriend full custody of the daughter she shared with Bet. That was fucked up. Uh, that sounds insane. <laughs> also, okay, don't wait, get me started. Wait, I just want to say one thing for the listeners. What? The other what? day, Victoria on her Instagram story posted something about, oh, am I going to become insufferable when Generation Q season three starts? And not only did I message you saying become, but so did our really, really good friend, my best friend, Michelle. <laughs> they also texted you saying become and then texted me after saying, did we both text Victoria the same thing? And not only that, but my girlfriend saw my post <laughs> and replied. <laughs> Three people simultaneously on your ass. As And also, like, Michelle has watched The L Word. I've seen half of the first season. Like, we're, we, have, we don't have stake in this like you do. And that's fine. We love and support you regardless. You were in our group chat. Being like, does this look like a woman who's about to say I love you? And does this look like a woman who's about to say I wish you did it? Or whatever the fuck you were saying. And I had to be like, I don't know these women. I don't know what Listen, these faces mean. You could have given me your honest opinion I as did. an outsider. <laughs> I did. I was like, what the fuck? Are, I don't know. They kind of always look like that, don't they? Yeah, because they... Have always loved each other. That's a great point. <laughs> but enough, that's enough of the L word. We will cross that bridge one day. Okay. And I'm hoping it's, it's soon. Cause... I'm down. I just have to watch it. Okay. Let's get to... back to <laughs> let's get back to Grey's Anatomy for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> so essentially, the next scene is I think Richard telling Addison like why she was not qualified for the position of chief. There's a couple, I think there's a couple in between that, mostly about, like, fucking... Oh, wait, Rebecca, Alex yeah, and Rebecca. Yeah, which is just, like... <sighs> I hate Alex. It's, at this point, this this also... There's not really much in this ep- I mean, there is some in this episode later on, but it's essentially just, like, the guys... Her husband shows up. Jeff shows up, and that's Rebecca's husband, and, like, they're kind of... They're going... They're, she's getting, uh... Oh, sorry. Discharged. Discharged. And that's kind of it. It's weird. <laughs> right, because he sh- the hubby shows up, and he's like, I'm Jeff Pope. So immediately the name rings a bell, and Alex is just like, oh, shit. And then he talks to her and, like, kisses her forehead, and Alex sees it. And it's, like, weird. She looks uncomfortable, but she's also been through a horrible trauma, so, like, she could just be uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, they're, they're the whole, this, it's, I will say I do, the scene at the end with this storyline, I do like, I think it's interesting, but like the rest of the episode, I don't care about. I don't care about Jeff. I don't care about this scene. It doesn't sing to me. 
Yeah. I, I'm just bored of Rebecca at this point. Yeah. Rebecca de- gets stale fast. Yeah. That's- like, it's interesting when her face is all mangled and while they're, like, building that relationship. And then because it's once sweet she's back at to that normal. Point. Yeah. But then once she's back to normal and starts having all these problems and, like, causing all this drama, I'm just like, girl. It didn't need to go on that long. And it didn't, right. didn't need to end where it did. I think it could have just been an interesting patient drama and then moved right. on. And they could have had, like, a nice... Like, probably two-person relationship. I think also... Because when does the ferry boat accident happen? Like, that's end of season... That's at the as in season two. Because two. Meredith's in therapy for all of season three, right? Yes. The ferry and crash. So... so, yeah, it's the... Why can't this just tell me what episode? Why is it that difficult? Oh, my God. The same thing happened last time. Like, oh, okay, I found it. Um, season three, episode 15. Oh my God. Wait, what? I thought I remembered it. Wait, I swear I remember it being at the end of season two. No, I guess not. What? Well, no, Denny dies at the end of season two. Spoiler alert. Oh, right, right. But it's, I think that's my issue with Rebecca and this whole storyline. We already had a really good storyline of patient doctor getting too close Mm -hmm. and having kind of almost an inappropriate relationship. Right. So then to 15 episodes later, have this new one that's not as interesting to me. It's like, do I need it there? No. We mm-hmm. had the better version of this. Like, we had the more romantic, sadder version of this already. And we get an even more intense, crazy version of it, like, four seasons later yeah. with Teddy and Henry. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. So, and I that's, think that's even better. I think that's a good enough time between the two events. Yeah. Where it's like end of season two to like, what is that? Season eight or seven or eight or something like that. I think that's a good chunk of time between those two events where it's like this happened. There's 15 episodes. Like how many fucking doctors are going to fall in love with their patients? Anyway, we're going on and on. Whatever. But yeah, that's my issue with this storyline as a whole. Yeah, I agree. Um, Um, Addison won't be chief. So Addison won't be chief. And she's like in depression mode she's like look i'm 39 and alone i don't have a reason to live this is the only thing i was looking forward to and richard's just like girl that's, that's the reason <laughs> he's like if you need a job to help you be happy then you either need a new job or a new life and she's like yeah that's the point i'm trying to make you fucking idiot like i want the new job yeah <laughs> she's what like, the fuck you stupid bitch i know <laughs> Yeah. What like, the fuck? What What's the point in telling me that, Richard? Because this I already is knew like. Because when does she leave Grace? What episode is that? Oh, I don't know. She was. I don't uh, know. I think that I think season five maybe because no, I feel like three. I remember. What? She's only in there for two seasons. But wait, private practice doesn't start until private like two thousand five. Private practice started September twenty six, two thousand seven. I am two years off of this timeline. Yeah, so this what? start so that I guess so and this episode start so this was her last episode on Grace. Her like, last one ever? No, as like a main actor, as like a okay. principal cast, I guess. Because then after this the next fall is when private practice starts. Oh wow. I'm way off on my timeline. So is okay. it, so fascinating. This is like her not getting the job, as much as I think she would be a good chief, 
I literally thought the same thing. I was like, Addison would actually be a good chief. She would be a good chief. It makes sense why they didn't give it to her because they were already spinning off her show into private practice. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's... I think she'd be a good chief. And I... But I understand Richard's reasoning. Again, this makes sense. Everyone's right. Everyone's wrong. Mm -hmm. That's the general consensus for Grey's Anatomy is like, none of you are wrong, but none of you are doing it right. (laughs) Right. Um, And... The next scene is Derek and Burke, I believe, scrubbing yeah. in. And this they're is... talking about Meredith and Christina. Yes. And God bless the two of them. For, like, it's like, you know what? Derek's like, I need somebody who's w- here and, like, ready to commit to me and loves me. Just like Christina is for you. <laughs> and. <laughs> Could not be more off the mark, my friend. And uh, uh, it's just like seeing these two kind of annoying men with these two kind of women that I love. <laughs> I'm like who are also fucked up individuals. One hundred percent. But I, again, I have more leniency for them. Yeah. I. It's just funny. Derek and Burke are is always a weird friendship to me. This is also Burke's last episode until season ten. Yeah, as it should be. As it should be. Stupid asshole. We hate Burke. We hate Isaiah Washington. He's like a conservative now. Did you know about that? Um, it makes sense for who he is as Yeah, an he's like some insane he's doing like weird um movies about like uh Oh god the Wild West and shit like that. It's just very okay. weird. Oh, also some clip went viral the other day of him I think it was the Golden Globes when like the Grey's cast won like best ensemble for a drama. And yeah. out of nowhere he like cuts off Shonda Rhimes and he was like Oh, I didn't call TR Knight a faggot on set. He says faggot with his full chest at the press, too. What the fuck? It was so... It's so weird. So it's like, it's fuck Isaiah Washington all day. And fuck Burke. So... It's, yeah, very weird. The whole thing is very weird. But this is his last episode because of that drama where he had said homophobic things on set and then got written off the show. So... This is that's a, say, another reason this episode bangs. Yeah, this episode bangs because can I say one thing though? Yeah, I literally was like, oh, thank God Christina jilts him. And then when I got to the end of the episode yeah. and he was the one who jilts her, it's I was literally crazy. like, wait. But you know I what? Like, I think it makes sense. I think being that they knew no. this was his last episode. And they knew Christina. Oh, okay. I think th- that's the point I was gonna make. Th- it makes sense that he got humiliated. Yeah. Or wait, no, Th- no. It makes no, sense that no. he's the bad guy. Yes, it makes sense that he's the bad because guy. Because it like if she jilted him at the end at the wedding, and then we have to We would have supported her. We Yeah, well <laughs> well absolutely. But I think as a wider audience, I think more people would have had less sympathy for her and been more on his side. And then yeah. when he doesn't return, it's like, well, he right. he left because this one because this main this like his girlfriend left him at the altar or whatever it is you know what I mean so I think there would yeah. be this weird sympathy for Burke and Isaiah Washington of kind of just kind of getting screwed out of the show character yeah. wise and behind the scenes so I think him being the bad guy and him just kind of being like leaving and not saying anything and not saying goodbye and just leaving and taking all his shit like his important mm-hmm. shit. I think it makes sense behind the scenes and it feels it feels very pointed and it makes sense because it's like we need to love Christina. We need to always be on her side even when she's difficult or whatever and I think it's hard to come back from leaving at the leaving someone at the altar and then sticking with the person who left them at the altar. I agree. I think that's exactly the problem though that I'm 
like you're 100 percent right but i'm also just like i would have been on her side no matter what uh, yeah i would have <laughs> literally support i was like thinking i was kind of happy i was like you know what christina does not deserve this guy i hope that she leaves no him. she's like, better she she's not, too good for him she's way better yeah uh, yeah but uh, i think anyway thematically and all that shit behind the scenes stupid shit i think it makes sense but i wish mm-hmm. it was her i wish she had fucked him up just me like too. made him look stupid yeah that would I have agree. been satisfying to me totally um the next scene is Callie and George, and they are such a gross couple. I'm so glad they didn't have a baby together. I do not like them. I love Callie looks so hot in this episode. Can't stand I George. Can't stand George in any episode. I feel like just she is so much cooler than him. He is not cool enough for her. True. He, he is a terrible cool. couple. You know what? Yeah. I think that's a larger issue I have with George too. He has no swag. Literally not. He has no cool. Like he just, he doesn't bring anything of a man to the table where at least Karev is like a dipshit asshole a lot of the time, but he's kind of got like a, a, a he's hunky. Th- he's a hunk. And there's like kind of a swagger in his step. Like yeah. he carries himself in a way where you're like, Maybe you're you, like, this is an absolute meathead and he has one brain cell, but I like I kinda, it. He's kind of hot. Yeah. But then George is just like a piss baby. Yeah. He sucks. He's like the epitome of a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about that oh. with Tony because Tony was like, oh, I like George. And I was like, ah, ah no, no, wrong. Girly. No, you mm. don't. And I was like, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. Bullying my opinions about Grey's Anatomy. I will do it to the day Absolutely. I die. Get the fuck out of here. I'm right. <laughs> This is not up for debate. This is a dictatorship. This is a dictatorship. Correct. But okay. Callie wants a baby. Callie wants a baby. And George is just like, um, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> he's just like, wait. Shell shock. There's, he's like, there's literally a guy with an ax in his head. <laughs> <laughs> that does make me giggle. Because he's like, now? <laughs> He's like, He's, oh. you want to fuck right now? There's somebody, there's a patient I'm dying to get to right now. Yeah, it is He. It is kind of funny in that moment where he's like, "Yeah, we need to prioritize, babe. <laughs> but whatever. They, sh- she wants a baby. And Girl, she, you know what? Eventually you, you'll she, have one later she'll get with a somebody baby way better with than. two better people. <laughs> like, uh, thank God she didn't, she didn't have a baby with George because I don't know what I would have done. Get trapped with him. Ugh. Um, oh but then we cut back to Adele and Richard. And... So, uh, so I think the scene that we get with Meredith and Adele, I is, like it. It's so uncomfortable, though. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. Absolutely, because I feel like the part where she's like, "You might, you probably don't remember me because you were little, but my husband used to flirt with your mother," and I'm just like, "Oh, honey, you don't know the half of but it." But it's also just like that's just how Adele is. And, yeah. and like it's not even like she's saying it to kind of make Meredith uncomfortable. I think Meredith is uncomfortable with like that level of candor. I am too. I mean, the yeah, part where course. she's like, the part where Meredith, where she's like, maybe there is no happily ever after, and it just shows Meredith's face when she says that. It's really, it is really sad, and I think it's kind of good though for someone to be making Meredith uncomfortable in that way and kind of have her step back a little bit yeah and like just kind of talk to her straight like she's not like she's not talking to her like she's a kid or like she's a doctor or any of that she's just talking to her like a person and she's like 
I used to watch you a lot when my husband was flirting with your mom. Sorry about, like, I'm sorry about that. And, like, they're both, they're both apologizing to each other, kind of, for what their familial relationship did. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh... like, what Richard did to Meredith is the same as what Ellis did to Adele in some weird fucked up Like, it way. brought them together. It brought yeah, them together. Yeah, and I think, I like, I like this scene. I think it's really... It's good. It's a good sure. scene. It's, it's just, just uncomfortable. A very uncomfortable yeah, to watch. But it's very yeah. It's it's a weird one, and it's weird to yeah. see Meredith kind of just be like. <laughs> Meredith is like has to confront like the fact that her mom played a part in something that hurt somebody else or hurt exactly. And I think that come. I think that's a big reason I like this scene is because a lot of the time Meredith is just thinking about herself and her victimhood when it comes to her mother's affairs and all of this mm. stuff and her mother. Like she th- she only realize thinks of herself as her mother's victim, which is understandable because like that's true, but it kind of pushes her back and gives her perspective on like oh my mother's actions had larger ripples and repercussions than just how it affected me and Richard like the two people directly like there were a lot of other people involved whether it be like her dad, even Lexi, uh, Adele. Maggie, like there are a lot of ripple effects from Ellis, so I think this is a first, an interesting first step in that. Right. Um. Okay. The next scene is Christina with <laughs> Burke's mom, and Burke's mom is just being so extra, like basically telling Christina that she has to wear this necklace because everybody else. In, who married into their family or is part of their family wore it before that on their wedding days and that it's the way that women become a Burke. And Christine is like, okay. And then she's like, you know what? I thought you might've been selfish at first, but I think because of how flexible you are, like it shows that you really love Preston. And um, so what are you planning to do about your eyebrows? and like her eyebrows look great it's so it's so but it's such a mom or like it's so mom nitpicky thing yeah it's i like i love her though she's yeah i love her um we'll see what happens with the eyebrows later but it jumps back to the or and it's just so Basically, you can tell that, like, Addison cares about Alex. Yeah. Which is, like, really sweet because I feel like she's one of those characters that has, like, that maternal instinct. Absolutely. Yeah, and she kind of is the first one to break him down a little bit and make him likable. Yeah. And they're talking about Rebecca and her husband, like, kind of reuniting and... Alex is like, ah, oh, it's a bit complicated. It's like weird. It's complicated. And then Izzy goes on this like, she's like, married is married. Game freaking over. And then mm-hmm. it's like very uncomfortable. And then the patient like traps out. It's <laughs> like Addison has to get the babies out. And it's like, Izzy, you jinxed it. J- well, just, well, no, it's more like saved by the bell because yeah, Izzy would have had to, <laughs> Izzy literally would have had to like answer to Alex why she's acting like such a bitch about that. Like, 
Yeah, and like she doesn't have a good reason for it yet. As well, far it's as I obviously know. because she f- has feelings for him, but she hasn't confronted that fact yet, and she's not going to tell him that. So yeah, but she also in this episode has feelings for George, and is kind of like not subtle about that either. Later, when she's like tying his tie, right? So it's oh like, what do you is want? Izzy, I hate Izzy. Which I think is the bulk of where that's coming from here is because mm. she's more pissed off about the George Callie thing than she is yeah. the Alex Rebecca thing. Well, I think at see, least. And, okay, when she when she starts tying his tie, my note is literally, Izzy, this is fucked. You're in love with Alex, not George. <laughs> yeah, and like I'd rather you be in love with Alex and deal with that than fucking try and be with George while he's literally married. And the other part of it is, like, she's not even that upset to find out that George and Callie might try to have a baby. She's more upset that Alex is, like, sleeping around with this patient who's married. Because <sighs> remember what she says to... Wait, 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 wait. She goes, married is married, game freaking over. George is fucking married to Callie, and you're fucking tying his tie and getting upset that... She- Girl, Get a she grip, doesn't shut mama. her fucking mouth. I'm over Get her. Get a grip. Yeah, I... Again. You don't mess with vows. Girl! You're messing with oh. them. Mm. Whatever. Fuck Izzy. Fuck Izzy all day. Okay. Meanwhile, George and Derek are about to start operating on the dude with the axe. And George is like, um... Are, uh, weird. And then they pull the axe out. And it's like... Uh, clean? Which raises suspicion. Yeah, Derek's like, I was really expecting a shallow wound, but no, I had to pull really, really hard. And also, the wound is, like, super clean. It's not, like, all jagged and there's no tearing or anything. Yeah, it's not looking good for our axe climbers. Mm-hmm. So, put a pin in that and for that- now. Put a pin in that, and then Richard basically tells Burke that I was trying to, like, hold you accountable this year, and you let me down. And, you know, you are a good person, but you're not perfect, and I can't give you the job. All good reasons. He has good reasons. All good reasons, yep. And Burke just stands up and says, I have to go to a wedding. (laughs) And then walks out. Preston would not have been a good chief, and no, it's at this point where no. I'm just like, he and Christina are not a good match. Yeah, it's it, they really aren't, and I'm not a good. I'm person. glad that it doesn't work out uh, yeah. at this early on. I'm glad that it's not. We didn't have to sit through seasons of them, mm-hmm. and then an eventual divorce and everything like that. But mm-hmm. we cut back to Burke in the OR, and Addison returns, and he recites his vows. And it's, I do like his vows. I, I don't like the, like, trick, like the trickster (laughs) sort of vows. Like, that's not. I like them. I think, again, it makes sense for them. If someone did that to me, I'd be pissed. But I like, I kind of like the bait and switch. I think it's funny. But it also makes so much sense for Burke. I'm just like, don't be funny on my fucking... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't be... This is not a time for comedy. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like... I I feel like in my wedding, there might be a little comedy, 
but I don't think Christina is the kind of person who wants comedy. Yeah, read the room. Like, she doesn't seem... She's not a jokey person. Right. He literally says that he's not optimistic or hopeful. And I'm just like, um... You better be. <laughs> um, it's a good thing he wasn't, though, because... Yeah, thank God. Uh, he yeah. sucks. And then all yeah. the... Addison <laughs> makes a funny joke about... They, he, she should marry him instead of Christina and all that. She's like, you should dump Christina and marry me instead. I'm like, girl, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. No, you have you have bigger things on the horizon. Yeah, just hold on tight. Don't you worry, babe. Um. Okay. Then George and Callie are in the on-call room. He's like, okay, if you want a baby, then we'll do it. Great. And I'm just like, the baby's going to be conceived in an on-call room. How many babies in this show have been conceived in an on-call room? Um, Probably a I lot. Don't, I don't want to know. These this hospital is like. I mean, Sophia a, was probably conceived in a on-call room. Probably. Probably both of Derek and Meredith's biological children. Probably. Damn. Damn. Um, and then Alex confronts Rebecca's hubby. And he's like, the fairy crash was literally on the news. Where the fuck were you? I was out here building this girl a new face, and you don't give a rat's ass. Um, and why didn't you try to find her? And you didn't see her when she was in the hospital. Do you even care about her? And Jeff's like, I yeah, I love her. <laughs> he's like, I do love her. And it's like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> why are you wasting uh, my time? And, like, Alex, like, what was your goal? Like, you're acting so defensive, but, like, what's your goal with this? Again, it's just, like, it feels the same as Izzy talking to George at the end, where it's, like, your goal, you're you're not being realistic. Right. Please be real. Be for real. Be for real. And then Christina (laughs) literally shows up at the hospital to see Meredith, and she's like, Mama took my eyebrows, which is one of the most iconic Christina quotes of all time. I I think about that fucking quote and her saying it all the fucking time. And then, like, she is a Burke now. And and the funniest part is Meredith is literally just, like, typing on her little computer, complaining about Derek. She's like, so Derek flirted with some girl, and he thinks I should care. Like, what the fuck? And Christina's like, okay, now for real, you really need to stop making this day all about you. I need you. And she yeah. turns around. <laughs> <laughs> um, just an iconic scene between two besties. I love them. I love them so fucking much. So it's at this point that Derek literally goes back to the climbers and oh, is yeah. like, yeah, he's stable. And I know that the axe was not accidentally thrown at him based on the way that the wound is. So tell me the truth. And one of the guys tries to start telling the truth, and the other guy's like, shut the fuck up. And then Derek is like, okay, you guys can talk to the cops. Yeah, I'm not doing all this. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. Like, I, I'm not a little detective. I'm not about to play Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, like, go talk to... <laughs> figure it out amongst yourselves. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend doesn't love me, and you think I'm going to sit here and listen to you guys... <laughs> He's like, I'm supposed to be the best man at my friend's wedding and my girlfriend doesn't care that I flirted with a girl yesterday and you guys want me to care about your friend who has an axe in the head and beg you to tell me the truth? Please, just talk to the fucking cops. Get a I'm grip. out of here. Do their, they'll do their job. I did mine. Get the fuck out of here. Derek is on one in this episode. 
Okay. Um. Then it's like, uh, what Richard and Adele again? We this is the moment we all thought Adele had died, including oh, Richard. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> we all thought she was dead. We were like, what? What, the fuck what? is this? Well, Shonda, like, <laughs> don't do this. She's like cramping. And also, Addison, just lead with that. She's alive. Yeah, she's like okay. Um, this is an incomplete miscarriage. I think she's having an uh some crazy some medical shit. crazy I don't know. shit. I I don't even know what that is. And then they get rushed to the OR, and it's just like, can somebody like, <laughs> is she dead? Can someone let me know if she's alive? Like this is not good doctoring. <laughs> this is very poor doctoring right now. Oh, and then it's all it's wedding time. It's wedding time, but. It's like Christina does not want to marry. She knows she cannot marry him. No, she knows it. She doesn't have eyebrows. And then also, Callie. It's so hard to take her serious without the eyebrows. By the way, like she's saying like some really heavy ass shit, and I'm just like on the verge of like laughing out loud, looking at her because she looks so funny. Christina basically is like, I don't have eyebrows. I'm humiliated and I'm demoralized. Bailey, do you know what that's like? And Bailey's standing in front of the announcement that Callie beat her for chief of res res uh, chief resident. And Bailey's like, yeah, I know something about that. <laughs> and she's like, and then Meredith's like, okay, I need to operate on somebody. I don't have eyebrows. And then Christine, and then Meredith is like, you need to get your stupid ass down to the, ch- down to the freaking church. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like none of this matters. Ugh. Like you need, oh my God. It's so, I think Christina so is being avoidant because she knows that she, yeah, she knows it's not him, right. Though. She knows she yeah. can't do this, but she doesn't want to not do it at the same time you know what i mean yeah but, but chief resident Kelly torres we stand i don't stand, stand. Uh, i don't think she should have gotten the job oh i I'm think gagged. bailey should have gotten what? bailey should have gotten the job out of the gate no Callie, bailey had to fight a little heart um, Callie girl. didn't i don't i do not agree that Callie should have gotten the job and I'm I think sorry. that proves that she that. doesn't, she is not able to do the job eventually. And then Bailey starts picking up her slack until Bailey's actually given the job. You're wrong for that because all the way up to this point, Callie actually has been like laser focused on being that girl. The thing is that Callie gets distracted by her personal life with all of her drama with Erica and coming out. And realizing her sexuality and then dealing with the whole thing with her dad cutting her off and then losing her financial stability because of that and having to, like, struggle with her identity and with her feelings. Yeah, but doesn't she get cut off while she's already with Arizona? So that would have been way way after the chief resident thing because Bailey gets chief resident. Well, don't know. She she starts dating Arizona like a like in like season right after Erica. Yeah. No, I think Arizona's season six, isn't she? She starts dating Arizona right after Erica leaves. Right, right after Erica's last episode. It's like maybe two episodes later, she goes to the bar with Mark and she's really depressed. And then she sees Arizona and Arizona comes to the bathroom and they like get to talk. Yeah, and she's, then... her first episode is in season five, Seasons... episode 11. Yeah. Which is... Okay, wish you were here. Yeah. And then, but even then, 
I okay, but anyway, Bailey girl, deserves. Bailey deserves. I love Bailey too, and I think she deserves it. Of course, I support Bailey as chief resident. But I'm just saying we can be happy about chief resident Callie. I do stand my queen. I stand her, but I don't stand this position for her. I stand all of her successes <laughs> as a true fan. Oh my! Please get a grip. Please. You get a grip. You. Oh, we are not fighting about this. No. <laughs> I love. I love her. That's my girl. That's my diva. Not clearly. Yeah, but more of a Bailey. I don't ba- always mm. think that she should have. I don't think she should get have gotten the job. This bitch has the hardest life on Grey's. That's right great. Now. That doesn't mean she should get the job. She deserves that and more. <laughs> she deserves meanwhile, a break. <laughs> meanwhile. Richard has a hard fucking life. Yeah, Richard does. Speaking of hard fucking <laughs> lives, Richard is basically thinks that his wife is dead and then finds out that not only is she alive, but she did have a miscarriage. It was a boy and it was his. Oh, which is God. so fucking sad. Just fucking sad. So sad. God. But, okay. Uh, yeah. So that's enough for Richard... That's enough Richard Adele drama right now. Like, yeah, thankfully I think that's the end of it yeah. for this episode. More Richard yeah. later, but not any yeah. more Adele. No more Adele. Okay, so meanwhile, um, Bailey's just like, get the fuck out of here. Christina's like, you can do it. Like you're, you're. I mean, Meredith's like, you're, you're gonna be fine. Just get out of here. She's like, please just get- let me cut someone open, and she does. No. And then, is he? And George have a locker room scene where she's just so like, oh, she's like, George, listen, I'm your best friend and I love you. And if you really think that this marriage is going to work, then I will support you. But also, I'm in love with you. It's also like <laughs> if you have to look around to make sure you're alone before you say something. You shouldn't be. Should saying you that. be saying it? No, you shouldn't be saying that, girl. Maybe step back. Ooh. But, uh, yeah. So he they're... just looks at her and he's like, um. It's like we're having a baby. You mean to tell me I have two girls that are in love with me right now for the first time in my sad ass pathetic life? Insane. Insane. And the two girls who love me are kind of gorge. Both hotties. <laughs> Both hotties. <laughs> one of them is a former model and one of them is a current model that works in orthopedics. <laughs> <laughs> So then Derek is checking on the fourth hiker. Yeah. Or, no, not the fourth hiker. I'm sorry. One of the other hikers. No, one of the hikers who was trying to tell him the truth. Yeah, he tells him the He's truth. Trying... Yeah. And it's and just, it's sad. It's really it's sad. It's sad, he... it's weird, but it's also, he like, tr- crazy. It's, like, shit happens like that. I guess. It's just scary, I guess. I mean... It's, like, those people, those... it's like you hear those stories about, like, people get stuck and they end up eating, pe- like, one of their friends. My grandma and I read the, the book about the true account of that story that you're talking about is it the soccer team yes crazy it's the book is called alive by the way and it's an incredibly good book very grisly true life um account of this soccer team that got stuck in the andes um and it goes into full detail and description on the level of their injuries how they were able to survive the wild the there was actually a group of three people who ended up climbing away from the mountain in order to go look for help. One of them had to turn back because he started to become delirious just due to the hunger and the starvation yeah. and the pain. So two people ended up going to find help. And um, when they were found, 
they were found by um, two farmers um, and they just could not believe their eyes that these two men who appeared before them, they literally looked like something out of like a horror movie, yeah. like just malnourished, falling apart at the edges, like hairy, haggard, like just holes in their clothes, frostbitten, just all. Oh, oh, my God. How it, long were they missing, too? Oh, my God. I think it was like. 72 days. Yeah, I was going to say, like, oh at least God. a couple months. <clears throat> That's so scary. Yeah. The 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 book had us both riveted, though. Like, oh, yeah, I my grandma it. and I, like, and my grandma was like, that happened during my childhood. We used to listen to, to the radio every single day to see if they got found. That's so scary. She was telling me about it. Yeah. Fuck that. So everybody should read that book. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might have to pick it up. And by the way, they also turned it into a movie. Not a documentary, but like a mockumentary oh, sort of interesting. thing. interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get back to Grey's Anatomy here. Yeah. So Izzy starts trying to help um, Christina with her eyebrows. She's like getting everybody ready to go. Izzy is like ready to like. I don't know what she expects. She she expects George to throw his fucking life away. I don't it's know. Very weird. She's she's being extra. Um, they all get their uh, intern exams, and I'm just like, so much is happening. So you mean to tell on me on top of it, like you mean to? It's no. insane how much is going on in this fucking scene. And I, but I like scenes like this because they're all just kind of like running around each other. Like scores on the day that she's supposed to get married, it's crazy. and it does feel it feels like you know when there's like a family party or some kind of family event, yeah. And you're all kind of together before you need to go there, and like it's stress. One person's like panicking about their outfit. The other person's like, I haven't eaten anything, and I'm starting to get grouchy. The other person's like, oh, the dog just ran out of the front door, and we can't <laughs> find him. Um, and one person's just like, it's always um, something. Yeah, there's there's always multiple things going on, and and like. There, then there's one person who's like having a really hard time and is like hiding it because they don't want anybody to find out about it. George, and of course, George, idiot, is that person in this episode did not pass his test. And but he doesn't tell anyone yet. He doesn't tell anybody. He says that he passed too. And then Christina asked Meredith if she passed, and Meredith's like, "You bet your married booty, I did." I love it. I love when <laughs> I she's love like that, that line. I love that line. Of I love she that. Passed. Yeah, what the fuck, bitch. Why would you even Are ask you that? But me? of course, Meredith has to be okay. Listen. Christina is always going to check on her girl of, oh, absolutely. and vice versa. So that's why. Yeah. I mean, of course. But it's also just like, damn, I love it. And she's like, you bet I fucking did. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Rebecca's ugly. Are we going to talk about that? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's ugly. She's kind of ugly. I'm not going to lie. I, she is. I think it's the wig. I don't know because what I think it is. This but actress has is, her face is. <laughs> this actress has looked pretty in other things. Mm. I think she's pretty in the Haunting of Hill House. She's really good in that, by the way. Um, but like, I guess she's es- that's Esme Carlyle <laughs> from Twilight. Okay, or Esme Cullen. She's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. This and then, scene sucks. This scene sucks. And then Alex is like, I think you should stay with the decent guy. And for once he's correct. He's right. Like he's did the he's, he's right. he did the right thing here. He did the right thing. And anything that happens after this, at least he did the right thing. 
Yes, correct. But uh, um, it's it's fuck Alex Karev. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like, he did the, but I I love him. But it's fuck Alex Karev. Yeah, he he did the right thing. She cries and leaves, and I'm just like, girl, get over it. That should have been the end of it. Yeah, thank God that. <laughs> just thank your lucky stars that he let you go today. Exactly, but nope, she comes back. No, she and comes then back. we get Meredith and Derek. She, Meredith is like Derek. If you want to fuck other bitches, go do it. We we need to break up. And he's just like, no, I do love you. I want you. I just want you to be mad about it. <laughs> he's like trying. He's like, don't you get it? I was trying to make you jealous, you dummy. And she's, and she's like, just like, and she's like, well, he says this, and this is what I was saying before that he's very needy and she's very independent. She she's the love of his life and he can't leave her, but she's constantly leaving him. And then she literally yeah. walks out of the locker room. <laughs> she's like literally and guess leaving what? her again. And guess leaving- what? It's also just like he's such. Meredith looks so pretty here, though. She's stunning, and she's the and only Derek- one who looks good in this brown. Derek is a sad puppy boy. He looks so hot, sad. They're both so watery it's, in this. I love this. They're I love it. They're both so watery they in this scene. They both look so hot. Um, he's such a mama's boy bitch, though. She, yeah, he's very emotional. He is extremely you emotional. You could tell he was like. Down bad. Down. He was down bad. Yeah, bitch. But I get it. I'm like, again, I'm, I'm Meredith in this situation. Like, that's, <laughs> I'm like, me too, bitch. I get it. Uh, but I get where Derek's coming from. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, so she, she decides to go check on Christina at that point. She literally just leaves and decides to go check on Christina. The church is really full. Like, everyone's there waiting for it to happen. Derek and Burke are literally standing at the altar. And Derek and Burke get a moment where they're like, don't worry about the whole situation with Chief like yeah it's not worth it today yeah Derek's like <laughs> Richard didn't pick me <laughs> liar and yeah um but he's nice he's know. trying to save his he's friend's trying feelings to, yeah he's trying to protect his friend and make sure that his friend doesn't get upset um and then he's like me and Meredith are probably not gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> but anyway today's about you then fuck, why <laughs> then did you bring up. it up then don't talk about it <laughs> Why the fuck did you bring it up then? Like, if you didn't want to talk uh, about it. So silly. But then we see so Christina silly. all in her dress. Oh, my God. She looks beautiful. And then her mom is so fucking funny. Her mom is I like... I always feared you were too emotionally oh, stunted to get married. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. Um, And then we cut to the chapel, and Alex is sitting with Addison, and they're talking... Wait, about- Addison is so she looks emotionally so, aware. She looks so the- beautiful, and she's so good in this scene. Those green fucking eyes. Green eyes are my ultimate weakness. I need you to know that. There's nothing in this planet Earth that makes me more weaker than green eyes. Oh, my God. (laughs) But Addison is good in the scene because she's basically like, Alex, stop being an idiot. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, do you want to leave here? And she's like, can you just stop? I know you don't want me. Yeah. You want Ava. Like, I'm not stupid. The fuck? <laughs> and Alex's like, oh. <laughs> Called out. I love Addison in this scene. She's very emotionally perceptive. I love her. Ugh, fucking love her. 
Meanwhile, yeah. yeah, George and Bailey are outside the ER, and Bailey's just like, George, I'm sorry. Uh, you failed. I don't know what to <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I Bailey in this scene. Yeah, like, She's George like, is... Her being like, did I fail you? Is so sad. <laughs> Just because she's like, how did everybody else succeed except for you? And also, I think she's really <laughs> she's really sad about not getting the the chief resident job. So she's thinking like, maybe I I'm didn't. Not get, good I think enough. she's thinking I'm I didn't get I'm that not because my intern failed. Like all this shit. Like she's taking or a like, lot of responsibility. Or just literally thinking she's not good enough. Yeah. Or she's not as good as she thought she was. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Um, it is to see her sad like this. Yeah, we stand Callie though. We do. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Izzy is looking out into the church and Alex is like talking to Christina and then Izzy's like, Hey, did you, did you happen to see George? And Callie's like, Oh, George is going to be late. Cause we tried to make a baby earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking and Izzy's like, um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just, whatever, whatever. Fuck them. Um, the music starts. Wait. But can you imagine George being in George's position, having to literally do it all over again? Imagine three I years of your entire life down the drain. I wouldn't. And your girlfriend's like begging you to have a baby and start a family with her. I wouldn't. I would say no. And I would get like... About the baby or what? Yes. It's all of it. <laughs> start fresh. Would, I'd get like an start... HVAC license or something. <laughs> I feel like... You just know that, like, his life flashed before his eyes when he saw that he failed. Oh, my God, yeah. Because it's just, like, so embarrassing. It's humiliating. Like, and all of his friends are like, yay, okay, anyway, we got to go to Christina's wedding. Aren't you so happy we passed? Woohoo! And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, yeah, guys, woohoo. <laughs> um, okay, and then Christina's, like, freaking out. She scrubbed um, in. She starts to panic. Yeah. Lost all her, her vows. She washed, she washed her vows off of her hands. And Burke realizes that she's panicking. Like, he can hear her. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, mm, let me go talk to her. And Before Christina's... that, what? we get our little moment of, Chris, of Meredith and Christina while Burke is walking up. We have... The twins look nice in that dress. <laughs> <laughs> and the... <laughs> oh my god meredith christina's basically like what would you say to me if the roles were reversed and meredith s- says stop whining if i have to i'll kick your ass down that aisle this is gonna happen you're going to get married it's so funny when she's like okay stop yeah. whining yeah because <laughs> christina basically is like what would you do i have what no vows i don't have anything on my hand and then she's like, "What would you what What would you say to me if I was you? Like roles reverse or whatever she says." And she's and say what I would say if if I was you. Yeah, and Meredith says. just goes, "Okay, okay," and she's immediately on on the same page. And you see yeah. Izzy and <laughs> Izzy and Callie staring at them, and it's just so funny because it's like they are truly like these two are so weird. <laughs> Meredith is like, we need you to get your happy ending. And I'm just like, girl, the way you phrase that, we need you to get your happy ending. We need you. Look. We both need you. The therapy to get... isn't working yet. Yeah. Like, girl, um, you realize you're, like, trying to live vicariously through your friend when you could have a happy ending with this amazing guy who's literally head over heels in love with you and wants to have a million babies with you uh. who's, like, two feet away from you. Anyway. Now, 
the way that Christina was panicking about her vows took me to the plane crash episode where she's freaking out yeah, about her shoe. And similar. she's like, I can't find my shoe. It's very similar. Sandra Oh has like a good freak out. Christina is so intense. She's such a Scorpio. I love her. And then Burke. Oh my, the chaos literally happening behind that door. And Burke's just like, I got to go talk to her because I just know she's freaking and out. And he takes like a half step before opening the door. And then he walks Yeah. Through. Yeah. And she's like, I could do it. I got it. I, I got it. And he's like, she did not want to come there. No. He was so right about that. Like she, she did not want to be there. She definitely did not want to get married. He was pushing her in that direction the whole time. She had to change who she was in order to fit into his family. And that's not her either. Like just the entire thing, their whole relationship was such a farce. Like they just never should have even yeah, started it. It's really it. unfortunate. And then they're like having their moment and he's just like, basically, I know you don't want this. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. And and she's like, I do want this. I'm ready. And it's like, why did Meredith have to pep talk you then, you liar? Yeah. And then Meredith goes goes out into the aisle and into the, the church and just uh, <laughs> stands up there and goes, it's over. It's over. You can all go home. It's so, so over. over. And, <laughs> and Derek is just like gagged. It's so humiliating. Why did she, she say it like that? Him. Why? Wait, Derek is, Derek is ready to turn this into his wedding and have Meredith yeah, be the bride. Yeah, he's like, all right, baby, all our friends are here. Let's go wrap it up. Play the music. Yeah, he, and she's like, like it's, this is our moment. She's like, actually, bitch, you're single now. It's so Eat shit. over. <laughs> the, the, wait, when she's like, it's over, you can all go home. It's so over. And the family just looking at each other like, wait, is she talking to us? <laughs> yeah. And she's like rolling her eyes a little bit and like looking down when she says it. It's she's so, so humiliating. It's so humiliating. Because I remembered this scene completely wrong. I could have sworn on my life. Like, if I was on a game show and they asked me, I would have said, yeah, it was Christina who left him And you know what? I would have been mad at you because I would have known the answer and you would have gotten it wrong for us. Just, like, I feel like she would have been the one who wouldn't. Yeah, it is. I feel like she would have been the one who left him hanging. And, like, I can't believe that he's the one that didn't go through with it. I I get why and I completely... Character-wise, yeah. it makes more sense that she would do it, but I again, yeah. I understand why in the greater scheme of things. Okay, but we still. need to talk about the best, one of the best Christina Meredith scenes of all time. Easily top five, without a that question. Maybe the best she, one. The moment where she cuts her dress off and Christina pulls her arms around her. Yeah, that is. Listen, as a lesbian <laughs> of the utmost degree, that is one of the most like gayest things that I've ever seen on a TV show. And also I love Christina going through all of Burke's stuff that's gone. And, and she's freaking out. And then she just goes, he's gone. He's free. I'm free. Damn it. And then she's like, it's like, she's mad. She's mad. I think she is in that moment, but then she has a realization that Meredith is, the one that's going to be there for her. Yeah. Always. And then she cuts her out of the dress and they hold, they cry while they hold each other. It's really sweet. It's really. Oh my God. Cathartic. Like, and listen, not to discount female friendships. Cause there's been times where I've gotten a hug from a female friend, of course. And like, I'm not saying anything against platonic female friendships. I think they're super valuable and they have their place in media. But I will also say that two women who have really dysfunctional relationships with men, who a lot of times pretend to hate their relationships or hate men and are constantly saying to each other, okay, earlier today I saw this screenshot from an episode and Meredith was like, 
Derek's the love of my life, but you're my person. Uh. No, no. She says, Derek's the love of my life, but you're my soulmate. Yeah, true. Absolutely. She said, Derek's the love of my life, but you're my soulmate. Yes. Okay. I agree. Girl. I agree with that statement. She's right. The fuck? <laughs> anyway. Then we... That moment is extremely, extremely emotionally charged and loaded and just says so much about it's beautifully acted too god like sandra oh is carrying oh she's giving her everything yeah it's phenomenal and then after that stellar scene it's fucking izzy it cuts to fucking izzy uh girl i don't care fuck izzy fuck izzy meanwhile period george is cleaning out his locker and lexi shows up and he's being a dick and lexi's like Hi, I'm Lexi. I'm like the sweetest person in the world. I'm, I'm like angel. a puppy dog. I'm an angel. I'm everything. And I'm just trying to like learn a little bit about this new hospital I'm going to call home and all this shit. And I'm just like, girl, you, girl, anyway, you, you got a you're at the wrong, coming. You're, you're, you're go, in the wrong place. You should go across the street. <laughs> you get the fuck out of here for your own good. You're, you're in the wrong fucking place, my girl. And then when she says her name is Lexi Gray, he like shits his pants. He's like, oh my god! Like, I just realized. He's like, oh shit! Next season's gonna be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then we get the scene of Richard congratulating Derek for being the chief, and he's like, Richard, you know what? You should just be the chief. And I thought that was really big of Derek. I, I think, was like, you know what, Derek? I think so too. And I think in a, a Derek in a different season would react differently because eventually, when he does get the job and all that. Like, Derek, once he's post-clinical trial, is, like, a kind of cockier. But I think he's really... Sh- it's weirdly sure of himself when he's like, no, you need to do this job. I don't want it. Yeah. I, I really like that Derek turns it down. Yeah, I think me it too. shows I a lot of a respect for, for Richard. Him. It shows growth. Yeah. Too, because I feel like it could have gone to his head and he would have probably... He could have been like, I'm don't have a relationship now let me dive into this but i think it shows that he wants to do like personal work and not he wants to work on himself instead of drowning his shit in a job yes which is really smart and i'm glad that he doesn't take the job yet right i'm proud of him me too weirdly good Derek episode even though i don't yeah underst- i don't relate but i get it right um Okay, and I think that's everything. I love that episode. That's the end of that episode was good. Nice. Some of my favorite scenes in the whole show. Me too, and like great quotes, like iconic quotes. Really well-rounded we always... episode too. Yeah. It feels like some of those uh, Glee episodes we talked about, where it was just like everybody had something to do. And this is a light-hearted finale. I feel yeah, like. even though there was like major moments that happened in this like, finale. It's all character. It also. It's not like huge plot points it's not like a huge plot point that we're just like what's gonna happen now There's it's no just like okay like it's kind of everything he jilted gets, her yeah everything yeah. kind of gets wrapped up in a bow for a, re- exactly. in a weird way that grace doesn't usually do but it's so satisfying as a finale because you kind of know where things are gonna pick up in the next yeah, season it's you're like, just like okay christina's newly single meredith and derek are on the outs Izzy realized that George is going to start a family with Callie and um, Richard George and Adele are failed his test. Are good again, but like still not together yet because we see them and eventually we, get back. And we're going to learn more about this girl named Lexi Gray. Yeah, it sets up a lot while 
it sets up a it lot. It tidies things up and sets up yeah. a lot of really interesting stuff for the next season without any world-ending things needing to happen, which eventually becomes the Grey's formula, where every other season something world-ending happens on the finale. Right. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I think this is one of my favorite finales in the whole show. Yeah. So, solid episode. Such a good Christine episode. Yep. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That was season three, episode 25 of Grey's Anatomy. All of our um, socials are listed in the description of the podcast. Please like and subscribe and share the word with your friends. Like, if you have any friends who love Grey's Anatomy um, or love any of the characters that we're talking about this season, be sure to share our podcast with them. It would mean the world. Yeah, because we're having so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. We're having so much fun doing this, and we want everyone else to have fun with us. Absolutely. And also, we want people to drag us for our crazy ass opinions and theories. So, yes. also, <laughs> it'll be so much more uh, fun to talk about. Feel free to get it. in our DMs on if you're Team Bailey or Team Callie. Oh, please. Everyone's going to say Team Bailey, but that doesn't mean they're right. <laughs> I don't need them to be right. I need them to be on my side. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but, alrighty. Bye bye. Talk to you bye. next week. Talk to you next week. Oh, my week. God. He's online. Can you see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.